We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks for joining us again, and, and thanks for sticking with us on this this ride with uh, myself, Dan Connick, and my two time-traveling partners, Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackey. Uh, guys, welcome back. That, that, was a, that was a crazy two weeks that we had there. We, we got to experience live like what, uh, what our podcast would have sounded like 15 years ago, and, and and see just how, you know, history kind of keeps repeating itself. It was a wild two weeks. It was crazy, for one, to have the only, rather the first Green Bay Packers podcast ever established at that in that era. But two, it was like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're in the present day. Like, it was, it was a little uncomfortable going back and still having to, like, go to school and take tests and do all that jazz. So it's, it's good to be home, I, I, I must say. Janelle, how, how have you been feeling? Yeah, well, obviously things have changed since I've been in elementary school and not just with myself, with football. Like you've seen the way football has really evolved in these last 15 years or so. And yeah, I it was really exciting to just kind of see and like you said, kind of invent sports podcasting, but it's really good to just be back to where we're comfortable in time. Yeah, and you know, if people if people are confused, we, we encourage you to go back and look at the uh really the groundbreaking episode that uh, our crew released exactly 2 weeks ago 
where uh, our crew went back in time 15 years ago, almost to the day, to see what the podcast looks like. Uh, you know, when we were kind of in that same situation 15 years ago, you know, things kind of seem to be cyclical. So, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get, we're trying to get back to the, the, the present day and normalcy and, and talk about some, some Packers news that's happening right now. But, uh, we that's the, that's the point that we're at. Um, I guess, Matt, like we, we kind of put you in charge of, of this whole project. You know, you're the, the science one between all three of us here, uh, what what are the chances are that we can get back to 2020 and back to back to where we need to be to be talking about some real Packer news today? I'm I'm fairly confident we'll get back. A few things to address. Uh, episode 649 of Packer Day Podcast yeah. is the Back to the Future podcast. Go check that out. I and I appreciate you guys putting me in charge. Uh, and you said I am the most I guess studious when it comes to science out of the three of us. Uh, I. I I guess I'll take that as a compliment, but I'm still not fully confident that it'll work out. However, I have been working on, I mean, I've, I've watched a ton of back to the future movies too. I've watched all of them continuously. Well, that's why we put you in charge and I appreciate it. I I feel like Marty McFly and you being my Dr. Brown, I don't know where that leaves Janelle. We can only speculate, but I've been working on the green 19 spider two Y banana capacitor to get us back to 2020. Because I want to record a pack a day podcast and get going with it, and I mean it's almost Memorial Day. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty jazzed. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I know I have three days off. So I I've been working on it, and I think we're going to flip the switch and we're going to give it a run, and we're going to get back to uh back to normal here, back to the present. Matt, what's uh, what's going on? What what's happening here? You're you're our expert. Tell me tell me what's going on, Dan. All I know is I'm bald. I have three children, and I'm still recording a Packers podcast with you and Janelle. I think what happened is I switched it from green nineteen to green eighteen, and we went forward to twenty thirty five. Welcome in, everybody, to this edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. We are on episode 6,138. I can't believe that we've made it this far, and we're still hanging out with our the three the three amigos. Actually, the three people that have taken over this podcast in its entirety over the last, uh, last 10 years and turned it into the behemoth that you've been listening to ever since then. Uh, and I'm joined by our usual, our usual group. Matt Freilich and Janelle Mackey. Guys, how are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's nice that Andy Herman was so, I guess, easy to deal with when he took over to become the mayor of Green Bay and just basically mm-hmm. let us have the keys to the car that is the Pack-A-Day podcast. Obviously, we got rid of all the dead weight, cut all the fat. We kept yeah. the three best people, most knowledgeable and good looking, and now Andy Herman's off into the sunset, riding away and, you know, doing big things for the city of Green Bay. But luckily, we're able to be on our 6,000s and some odd podcasts, like you said, Dan. Janelle, how are, how are things with you? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm a strong, independent woman. Obviously, I'm still Janelle Mackey, therefore I'm not married, which I try not to let that bother me every day. But yeah, you guys have only caused me a few wrinkles and gray hairs over these last 15 years, but... I'm still glad that we're 
doing this, you know, I don't know why I'm still doing it in my parents' basement, but you know, why, why pay rent, you know? Well, Janelle, at least you have hair because I can't speak for Matt, but I, I've got a I've got a, a shiny dome now that's developed over these these fifteen some years since uh, since well, I mean, guys, we can really just address what what the the big news is today, and and that's that we've come full circle once more. Uh, we got to experience this. Uh, live 15 years ago in the the just the beginning stage of the pack a day podcast but uh another all-time great quarterback some might say the best packer quarterback jordan love he's on the back end of his career and we've seen the packers do the what most people say is the unthinkable and draft his replacement again 15 years almost to the day guys can you believe it I can't. Uh, it's been a heck of a journey to see Jordan Love just dominate the league. Uh, obviously, the dynasty that the Packers started with him in 2021, taking over for Aaron Rodgers was incredible and just running 14 years straight of dominating the NFC and then dominating the NFL. 14 straight Super Bowls, 14 straight MVPs for Jordan Love. The, I mean, he has, he will go down as the greatest Packer of all time, maybe the greatest athlete of all time. Yes, but what are the odds that they have four star quarterbacks in a row? I mean, that's just crazy, right? It is what crazy. What can we really expect from this guy? Well, I think it really speaks to, you know, the the credit for the this organization and the job that Brian Gutekunst has done over these last decade and a half with this team and, you know, making the decision to to have Jordan Love take over for Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, you know, again, I think he he handled that transition so well, guys, because, you know, with the, with the Favre situation 30 years ago, I mean, can you believe it's been 30 years since that happened? Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, I mean, we had all of that drama and everything else, but, you know, they found a way to keep Aaron Rodgers a part of this group and a part of this family and, you know, radically changed everything and – I mean, for a GM to be or a GM to be able to convince, I mean, what is it, some two hundred thousand shareholders to give their shares away to a quarterback, a guy that has no ownership experience, but to give all those shares to him and make him the first owner of one of the best franchises in all of sports, and so now we have a ten-year ownership run from Aaron Rodgers now it was tough to let my ownership go uh, my family I had to convince them that that was the best decision for the organization and it's it's you know there's not a better person you would almost have than Aaron Rodgers and having the keys of the car uh, for the Green Bay Packers but it it's, it is interesting I mean we got to dive in here too and talk about the quarterback they were able to select uh, Dan you want to break down the profile yeah, Matt, uh, the, uh, uh, another name that Packers fans will be familiar with, um, the quarterback out of out of Kansas State, following in his, his father's footsteps, the new heir parent to Jordan Love, apparently Royal Nelson, son of Packer legend and all-around fantastic human being, Jordy Nelson. It's awesome to have him. Like, I mean, it's just family ties, but I think uh, Janelle's probably more interested in the uh, the quarterback selection than I am, uh, just right. from an overall perspective. But uh, I guess what Janelle, what are we going to see from uh, Royal Nelson, the uh, I guess the offspring of the man crush that is Jordy Nelson? 
Well, you know, I should say to start off, like, Janelle, are you legally able to talk about Jordy Nelson? Because I know that a while back he filed that restraining order against you. Um, like, has, has that has that all cleared up? Like, are, are you okay to be to be handling a situation like this that Jordy Nelson's now coming back into your life? Dan, you know that was like ten years ago. I jumped one fence for an autograph. You know that like time has passed. I think we've made amends. I'm just big for the Packers, and with his son being drafted, we kind of had to decide. Hey, we're gonna be in the same building a lot. Let's just let bygones be bygones. And he understands that. Yes, I am a crazy fan, but I'm also a genuine person. So after lots of therapy, I was able to process it and come to an agreement that I will definitely try and stay 50 yards away from him but I can't promise anything I might get a second restraining order I'm not quite sure fair enough fair enough but but as a as a prospect what what do you think of what do you think of his his son I'm sure you're familiar but tell tell the tell the people what your first impressions were when his name got called by Commissioner Rob Gronkowski oh my goodness I was just so thankful to see another Nelson come through. Obviously, when we were watching Jordy when he was younger, we would just get to see little glimpses of baby Royal Nelson all excited for his dad. And now roles have kind of reversed and Jordy will be in the stands watching his son. And it's kind of crazy, you know, quarterback and his dad's a wide receiver. They must have just played a lot of catch in the backyard. And this is kind of just where it happened. And Royal decided to follow in his father's footsteps at Kansas State, was offered full scholarship, unlike Jordy, who was a walk on there. But yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, Rogers is the owner, and then you have Jordan Nelson's son coming in to take over. It's just like painting this perfect picture. It's almost too good to be true, right? Yeah, it seems like a story, like a, like a storybook ending. Uh, you know, everything everything kind of uh, you know completing itself in the circle circle completing itself. But Matt, let me ask you this question. Um, I, I yesterday I was listening to uh, Colin Cowherd. Obviously, like as you know, the brain of Colin Cowherd that's been uh, genetically placed into the body of a real cow, so that he can keep regurgitating the same takes over and over again. And one of the things that he said was that uh, the pick, while it kind of fits the the narrative that you know it, it's a feel good story, the way that the NFL has kind of come at this point, where a lot of teams are running four and maybe five tight end sets out here. Um, the Packers probably should have tried to address that position before uh, drafting a, a so-called replacement to a guy that many say is uh, the best possible athlete that we've ever seen play the game. What are your thoughts on that? Totally agree. I mean, the, the I was really hoping Bubba Franks Jr. was going to be selected, mm-hmm. and they passed him up, had a chance again in the second round, didn't go with him. So it's, I like the tight ends. I think you really need to establish that hand and dirt, be able to set a perimeter power run game. Um, and that's really what the, the league has evolved into in 2035. So I think it's important that they, I mean, I guess they got a guy that can hand the ball off pretty well, but I, you hope, I mean, maybe, maybe Royal Nelson can play tight end as well. Uh, we'll see, but I think he's, I mean, definitely the heir apparent right now to Jordan Love under center. Yeah. And Matt, I know you were really sad when they eliminated the fullback position. So extremely. Yeah, so I'm glad that you found a new position that you can be excited about. It's the about. closest, Janelle. It's the closest. You're still in the trenches. You have to be athletic, and the more the merrier. Yeah, when we want, when we fought for bringing fullbacks back, they did not bring them back, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Well, here, here's something else that I wanted to, to touch on. I, I hate to keep being the wet blanket on this because I really do appreciate the story and the narrative that this is this is kind of doing. And, you know, we've seen it happen before in the past where you need to get the guys like this. But I the the defensive side of the ball needs to be addressed as well. I mean, you can't have a, a 15 year run like the Packers just had where you know, Zadarius Smith is out here breaking every single defensive record that's ever been set before. And, uh, you know, Rashawn Gary, there was a, a, a period of time where he wasn't even allowed to play in the league because teams were too afraid of what they were going to do to his quarterback. This defense has been a, a dominating force the last 15 years, but we're coming to the twilight of that uh, saga now. Should a should they have focused more on the defensive side as well? I I I I get the I like I I want to go back. I get the pick, but this seems to be a lot of other places that this number one pick could have gone. I totally agree. I mean, defense would have been nice. Uh, Gilbert Brown's son was in the draft. Didn't select him. He's a big body. He'd take up space, and. It seems like we've had this happen before. I mean, there's been talent available on the offensive side of the ball to surround their quarterback with a talent, uh, talented you know weapon. Uh, defense, we've seen time and time again get gouged up the middle and not address it. And I, I, it looks like it's a maybe telling of the foreseeable future. But if we look to the past, like we were able to, uh, Jordan Love performed fairly well with a, a, a mediocre receiving core and a mediocre defensive line. So I think they can get away with that at this point. Yeah. And I know just thinking about the past, I remember when Jordan Love first got drafted and we were all so upset because we wanted either wide receivers or linebackers. But after Rogers went on his undefeated run, became Super Bowl MVP and then retired, married Danica Patrick, we had no idea that was all going to happen within one season. So Maybe they're just preparing because you don't know what Jordan Love is going to do after this 14-year run in the dynasty. Maybe maybe it's time for him to step down, and Royal can really learn from him. I mean, Jordan Love learned from the best, and now Royal gets to learn from one of the best, too. So, I mean, yes, there's always going to be other players that you might have wanted, but we've thought that in the past, and every mm-hmm. year we've been proven wrong. Well, and the thing the thing I see too is, you know, with with everything that's happened advancement wise, you know, Jake Kumro is still out here producing at a level, you know, anything that happens to him, you can throw another cybernetic uh, limb or, or, or bone back in him and throw him right back on the field. And so, you know, depth isn't really the the issue that it has been in years past. And so drafting for need becomes a little bit more uh, you know, of an option for for teams that, uh, you know, are, are maintaining a dynasty like what the Packers are trying to do. The one thing I, I really want to address, too, that that really that we didn't hit on in the draft at this point, guys, was Royal went to Kansas State, mm-hmm. which is known for its football program somewhat. But out, outside of outside of of him, we had uh, draftees coming in from places like like Alabama and Ohio State and Wisconsin. I mean, th- these these programs they're not producing the same quality player that they used to be. And especially with the new rules implemented by Commissioner Rob Gronkowski where, you know, 
we we don't have kickers anymore. The the extra point is decided by those flip cup races in the end zone. And so you have to get guys that have that pedigree. Guys from like from from Arizona State and and UNLV and uh you know Ohio University and BGSU, the really hard partying drinking schools. Like you need to have guys out there that uh that that can that can handle their alcohol, guys. And then something else that hasn't been addressed yet the the cheerleading squad how much that has come into play since uh commission commissioner gronkowski took over guys when when are the packers going to address what's going on in the cheerleader department i mean the ceremonial halftime cheerleader body shot has become a staple of american sports and so it's great that the Packers can win all these games, but they fail in so many of these other categories. And I'm just wondering when that gets addressed because you need to conform to the new rules. And from what it looks like, Rob Gronkowski is not going anywhere anytime soon. Dan, they'll come around eventually. I mean, the, the, the playlist at the stadium for the Packers has been updated. They still have Def Leppard. They still have the jams. They still have the Def Leppard. They still have Cotton Eye Joe. They still have Jack jams. Those are tried and true cultural ingrained in the Packers organization, especially for the season ticket holders sit down in front, please. And how could the Packers, excuse me, how could the NFL actually turn down the red solo cup deal for the halftime or excuse me, the, uh, the extra point, like that money was lucrative and you can't blame Rob Gronkowski for taking that. You would hope the Packers would be able to maybe land a Dixie cup one for the halftime uh, body shots or something that way. But I mean, they'll probably still, you know, St. Norbert's, and uh, UW Green Bay cheerleading squad, they'll they'll still hold it down. They they'll I mean, either they're extremely extremely prepared for it on a Sunday, or they're probably missing the game regardless. So either way, I think it's a win win for the cheerleading squad for the Packers. Yeah, and honestly, like we all love Aaron Rodgers, but we know he isn't the greatest drinker. So I think mm-hmm. after Bakhtiari retired we should have brought him right back to teach these people how to drink properly because he's the man that can really teach them how to live up to Gronkowski's new standards for the game of football. I mean, who all like he's been the greatest thinker from the Packers that I've ever seen. And he's got all these endorsements for beer and liquor. Now who else is better to bring in? I mean, the brewery company that he established, David Bakhtiari established with Christian Yelich, uh, Bach and Bats, you'd think they're the, I mean, they're the Green Bay Packers official beer sponsor. You, They think they'd give up the layup as far as a sponsorship deal, like you're saying, with David Bakhtiari for that, or at least bring him in as a consultant. Like, why not? You, yeah. you can never have enough consultants when it comes to beer Olympic sports, especially Flip Cup. So many variables. You really got to make sure that hand-eye coordination's down and the chugging. Got to open that throat. Well, and maybe maybe that's maybe that's what the the pick of of Royal Nelson really kind of means is maybe he doesn't contribute right away at the quarterback position, but at the ever more important uh, beer Olympics part of this game now, maybe he contributes more there. Uh, like is is that like I I just I fail to see like what else he can kind of contribute because when you're spreading all these other players out, you know, five wide tight ends, like that's, that's the Matt LaFleur system. He's not going to beat out, you know, guys like, uh, you know, the TI 200 Mercedes Lewis, you know, the guy that's become more machine 
than man at this point. And obviously, you know, guys like Sternberger and Bob Tanyan who become the, the Gronkowski and Hernandez of their, of their time. Uh, like you're not going to beat those guys out. So I just, I just trying to figure out different places that, that maybe Royal Nelson can contribute early on as, as he waits behind, uh, behind Jordan Love. I think one of the biggest things is making sure, because when you score a lot early, then by the time you get to halftime, mm-hmm. you've already had a couple of drinks. So maybe what they're doing is they're trying to get guys in here who can hang through the whole game, who can handle scoring a lot and still handle making it through four quarters. That's a good point. I mean, and just as far as beer Olympics goes, Royal Nelson, solid beer pong player. He was the captain of the beer pong team for the Kansas state Wildcats this last three years for the men's team. So I'm not worried about him that way. And I think you want to talk about guys that can drink like Robert Tanyan, Mercedes Lewis, obviously the hybrid. We love that. And Jay Sternberger. What about John Runyon Jr.? Been holding it down on the right side of the line for a while, and that boy can drink. Yeah, I mean that's uh, he's uh, he's he's far surpassed uh, you know everything that we kind of we kind of thought from him. Um, he he's he's really he's really been like you know what Janelle said with David Bakhtiari leaving and, and taking away not only his blocking ability. But that uh, the alcohol tolerance side of him as well, he's kind of become and he's developed into into the uh, the heir apparent to that uh, that role for him. So maybe we see him take more and more of a uh, more of a role there. Well, as we wrap up uh, the episode here, guys, let's let's take a look ahead. Pat, not even not even at the season coming up because we've kind of touched on a lot of that. But let's look ahead to a year from now, and the draft is going to be. Right here at Lambeau Field, uh, you know, obviously there's been a ton of uh, the I mean, Lambeau's become pretty much the epicenter of the entire NFL. We've had three Super Bowls played here. Obviously, the Packers winning all of those, um, you know, Rob Gronkowski made uh, made Green Bay the official not only title town, but party town of the NFL. Uh, but now the draft comes back into into Lambeau, guys. What are you most looking forward to with that? I'm ecstatic. I mean, the fact that they put the dome over Lambeau Field now is just like they're able to. It's 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 a more it's a comfy environment, right? You don't have to worry about a, a yeah. little chill in April. Maybe those little snow flurries. It's been it's been nice. So I'm excited, and um, I can actually see it from my house on the east side of Green Bay. I can see Lambeau now. Obviously, the huge dome and the statues they've they've built for uh, Matt Lafleur. They built one obviously for Brian Gutekunst, who's still the GM there, and obviously the Aaron Rodgers one is being built. That's one's going to be massive once he gets done with that uh, 15 year plan for his own brass statue out in front of uh, Lambeau Field. Yeah, and I know the dome was a necessary addition when fans were no longer allowed to go to games. I'm really crossing my fingers that this is the year that fans are allowed back at Lambeau Field for sports, um, and maybe they'll be able to take the dome off because Lambeau gets loud. I hope people still remember how to do that and I think it would be amazing if fans were able to actually make it to the draft this year because I'm really sick of looking at people's living room honestly I can't do it anymore just bad art bad scenery messy everything like that so I don't know I'm I'm excited I just wish that the coronavirus would go away so we could actually attend it that would that would be fantastic it'd be really nice to leave uh leave my house after the last uh, last 15 years but at least we've had football back we we've had football back this week and uh like we said uh, welcome to the team 
Royal Nelson, the apparently new uh, starting quarterback for your Green Bay Packers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.